0: Dum dum dum, be
3: Welcome to Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps, a podcast for you, the players, supporters and the hard-working volunteers that make a glorious game from the lowest to the highest levels in the UK and beyond. We at Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps have now teamed up with Derbyshire County Cricket Club to promote cricket at all levels across the county and wider regions. I'm Rick, I'm here with Ian, Richard and Neil as we take you on a journey around our home here at Winsor Cricket Club in Burn-on-Trent. On this podcast we'll keep you updated on all the goings-on here at Winslow Cricket Club and we will also be answering all your questions and inviting you, the listener, to send in all your stories from around the cricketing world. We will of course have a special guest coming with their view from Cow Corner with all their stories, ideals and anecdotes. So, let's get started and bring you up to date with the goings-on at Winslow Cricket Club, the little club with a big personality. Shows. So, welcome to another episode of Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Uh, on this episode, we've got Andy Mitchell from How's that Cricket. First of all, we've just got, obviously, me, myself and Neil. We're going to have a chat. What do you think of it, Neil? It's, it was quite a good interview, I thought. Yeah,
2: decent, yeah. It's really impressive how he's managed to document every uh, innings and every over and every wicket and every ball and every catch. I mean, it's really dedication, that is, to do something like that. But uh... I
3: thought that, listening to him. He's, he can tell you every. Yeah, every every wicket he's ever got and every every sort of run he's ever gotten, but the amount of people he knows, the amount of and names in it, it was like, it's like it's almost
2: like who haven't you met? Yeah, as to opposed to who, uh, who you have met. I think he's quite well, well connected. He's, he certainly
3: knows a lot of people, and uh, and obviously with the Owzack cricket, it was it you know it just started out as a a, a general sports shop I thought it was you know and, and then went to be designated cricket shop he's his fair plays. Does done really well yeah it's
2: a good shop I've bought a few bats from there in the past have you? yeah how would you feel about him? are they good bats like? yeah he's a big kahuna but so like all my bats they've all had user problems <laughs> that was the issue that's issue with my bats yeah he's a yeah, good bat a user problem a shame you can't take him back with that, <laughs> isn't it? yeah straight to up 38 just M1 it? M1 yeah. Junction send the wife to MacArthur Glen get some new clobber and then you can spend the day in there happy
3: days <laughs> happy days
2: but Nets have obviously started,
3: haven't they? You know, the indoor Nets. How are you, how you getting second week coming up? Yeah, so,
2: I'm just on the way to Nets now. It's the first week, was the last week. Good turnout, was they? Brilliant turnout, yeah. Loads of kids. Uh, a lot of bigger kids as well. They've grown up a a shot since last season, so mm-hmm. they're a bit bigger and stronger and pushing for places.
3: Super. Anyone, I know it's hard to tell really in Nets, but is, that, is that anyone sort of looking quite good? How's, is, is Watto been, did he...
2: <laughs> Did he back for a plenty uh, uh, time? I know what I didn't actually. I tell you it was <laughs> quite impressive. Dale look good. Dale Winston is a new signing we've got. Yeah. Um yeah, look, time the ball nice, left hander, looks good. But the usual thing with nets, the old double bouncer, the old beamer.
3: It's not something I've really asked you before, but how, obviously we ask other people and we've asked other people at, on other other pods. How do you feel about nets? What what do you aim to get out of nets, really?
2: Uh what I aim to get out of nets is just just really get my body moving again, really, my arms, Could you you think you don't use these muscles, or you do use them all the time, but you don't when you come to bowling again. It's like you've seized up, you need some WD-40 on the old joints and that. Just get the body moving again. That's what I think. And Put it on your length, because being a spinner, the issue is I just toss it up there and then just smack it out of the ground. I just thought well, well. It's, it's, it's smashing into the net. well done, mate. Yeah. Being a match is probably out. But uh, you just get your body moving again, really. I don't bat at all. Not not at all. Well, I don't try not to bat at all in normal cricket. I mind nets. No, it's it's too dangerous. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, for for everyone else, when you're batting. <laughs> well, it, one time
2: a day probably, but not now. Wielding the big Kahuna. <laughs> <cougar. laughs> yeah.
3: So, so obviously, do, do you enjoy nets? Is a, is a good question for you? Is it just just to go and see the lads, or?
2: I liked it. I like it for that reason as well. Yeah, I like to see the lads and have a quick chuck, chuck a few balls down and. Uh, See how everyone's
3: getting on. We're going to go over to Cow Corner. Livo's been sent on the road, just talking to Andy Mitchell. Yes, so have a listen. Very insightful. A lot of name dropping and a very good listen. So uh, see what you think.
1: Welcome back to Cow Corner with me, Ian Livo.
3: Today I'm in South Normanton
1: to chat with someone who is well known throughout both the club and professional cricketing world and at the home of one of the UK's best known cricket retailers, How's Cricket? And it's our pleasure to welcome Andy Mitchell. How are we, Andy? I'm oh, very well
0: Ian, thank you, yeah,
1: yeah good, good to speak to you. A bit cold up here today isn't it compared to uh, where you'd like to be
0: I'm sure. Yeah, It's. Uh, I've been in warmer climates at this time of the year <laughs> watching cricket rather than going to a cold warehouse. Hey listen,
1: there's plenty of subjects we could get started with Andy but before we do that can you just tell us a bit about your background, how long you've been involved in cricket, your earliest memories and we always like to know who got you involved in it.
0: Uh, well, do you mean playing or retail or playing? It's good on playing, the playing Playing, playing, playing was, um, obviously as a kid, we used to play local cricket uh, on, on what we used to call rec at South Wingfield. And then in 1975, uh, they decided that there was going to, South Wingfield Cricket Club was going to run um, an under-18 junior team, which mm-hmm. was the, the old Notts and Derby Border League. Uh, there was no under tens, 11s, twelves in them <laughs> days. It was if you were twelve, you played in under eighteens, and that that was it. So that was my my, f- my first introduction into playing. Uh, we were a bit like Ragart Rovers, really. We weren't we weren't particularly very good. It were getting twelve, sorry, eleven people out of out of South Wingfield Village to play against a lot better established sides was, yeah. was quite a challenge, really.
1: How far and wide did you get to travel with those games?
0: I suppose Worksworth was for, uh, and we used to play. Ironically, we used to play against uh, a club in them days called New Hucknall, and the opening bowler for New Hucknall was Steve Grozovitch, who later went on obviously to be the Coventry goalkeeper and also play Shropshire. for Shropshire. Yeah, and got the I think the the the, the, the famous thing of a bowling Viv on a no ball. So yeah, so Oggy played up there with his brother. And they had they had a good side, and they're also uh, oh what was the other place called? There was one near Nottingham. It just escapes me now the name of the near Nuttall It was they they were in our league for some okay. reason, uh, and they had some good they had some good players as well. Okay, so
1: was that effectively the birth of South Wingfield Cricket Club?
0: Well, definitely the birth of South Wingfield Juniors. <laughs> yeah. South Wingfield Cricket Club is a hundred and. Hundred and thirty odd years old, so really it, was, it wasn't the wasn't the birth of uh, of South Wingfield, but it was definitely the birth of the junior section.
1: Yeah, and that, just yeah, you know, out of
0: interest for our listeners, how many juniors do you have up there now? Now is unbelievable. <laughs> like a lot of like a lot of clubs, we've um, we took the directive from the All Stars and the Dynamos, Yeah, and it's it's brilliant to see. Actually, I mean, we we have, we have kids. I don't know four, five, six, whatever is yeah. they're allowed to play up until our juniors of under fourteens. I think we've gone under fifteen side so we we don't go any than under fifteen, mm-hmm. so I would say that we're in the region of sixty sixty kids, yeah. whether there be five players come out of that sixty i I don't know, but it it is great to see it, and we we're very. We're very lucky that we've got some very de- dedicated um, coaches and, and, and members who, who, who enjoy sort of uh, getting that thing going. We, you know, we, we've got one guy called Alfie Smith that's been. He's been a godsend, really, getting get this thing organised.
1: So going back to 1975 then, you, you were what, under 17, under 18 then when you first started?
0: I was, oof, I'd be 16, under okay. 16, yeah. So I played about three, two years in under 18. But you in, also
1: in, were then playing effectively senior cricket.
0: 76 was my first game at Rose Hill Methodists. Okay. Uh, for South Wingfield's second 11. And it was friendlies. It was friendlies in them days. Uh, so we didn't... Uh, we didn't enter a league, Southfield never entered a league until I, I believe it was 78, I think okay. we went into into the, again, the Notts and Derby border yeah, yeah. We had The first team was in and the second team still played friendlies. So just for our listeners,
1: our, we'll get some photos of this for you, but uh, Andy's got a fascinating record of every single game he's played since going back then to 1976. 75, Seventy-five, actually, juniors, uh, yeah, um, yeah, and, and it's it's a fascinating record. We'd be, be interested to see any of our other listeners have kept records like this because there's so much information in there and so many memories just of mm. those games along the way. Now, for our, for our listeners who, who listen regularly, they will be aware that we are talking about what we call BPC before play cricket. Um, you know, you've got 476 wickets on play cricket, haven't All you? Right.
0: Um, you, know, you, t- you don't look. Yeah, four hundred and seventy six. I can tell you how many is in that book, but yeah. I don't know on... Uh, I know that... Um, so
1: that's what I was going to ask. How many are missing off play cricket from pre, pre-2000s pre and such? I've got about 11.500, I think.
0: 1150. 1150s. Yeah, 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 yeah. 1150 wickets. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was... Uh, um, so that's that's every all cricket. That's all yeah. all friendlies and and and, and, and yeah. uh, tours and all sorts. So yeah, yeah. But that's yeah before cricket, Kate was on the was on the net. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely got uh, definitely got. Well, like, like I say, I'm I'm that sad. I can tell you every week, here because they're all down in this book that I've kept for as a, since I was a kid.
1: So you, your your best bowling for South Wingfield, according to play cricket, is a five four. But you tell me, what is your best bowling out there?
0: I know I've I've never had seven. I've had six on a few occasions. Yeah. But I've never had I've never had a seven. So it, I, I'm surprised that's not on there actually because I didn't realise that I, I've not had a six since whenever that 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 came in. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't I know I, I know I've had six in league. So I, yeah. I, I don't know when, I don't know when it was to be quite. So
1: this year then you're coming into 2023 season. I'm gonna try and do my maths now. This will be your forty-seventh, forty-eighth year. No, this
0: will be my 40 year. Forty-seventh, yeah. Because I know exactly that when I'm finishing, I'm finishing on the twenty-fourth of September. be two thousand and twenty-four. In... That will be fifty years at Southwickfield.
1: Bloody hell, fifty years, and you're gonna finish at the end of that season.
0: That's when I'm hoping... well, that's the plan, God willing. What's the body saying? Body's saying, I should have f- uh, <laughs> finished twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, that
1: sounds about right for a lot of our listeners.
0: Definitely. I mean, people know me; they know that uh, I am not. I, I'm, I'm built more for in the ball than in, on on the ground.
1: You're still bowling some good number of overs each year, though, aren't you?
0: Yeah, you do do when you can, you've got a pull on captain. That's what it is. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> now, no, I always I do roll quite a lot of overs still, but I've cut it down from one from one pace to two. Sorry, from two paces to one now, so it's not. Uh, it's not really
1: hard. So if if we go back to the your, your your let's call it your heyday and say I'm going to say late eighties mid nineties when you were playing uh, for South Wingfield, who who were the batsmen out there? What would what would the batters rem- remember you as? What sort of bowl would they remember you as back then?
0: Chukra, I would imagine quite a lot of them.
1: Uh, Chukra took a lot of wickets. Yeah, though.
0: yeah. Uh, I've finished a few careers. I have had I have had that comment. If you can get me out i'm finishing yeah uh and but if you look at a few people that over the years i have got out, uh there, there is some good names on there i can assure you but uh who
1: would that who would the highlights be for you
0: uh i suppose really uh the one who made that comment were neil neil sparum mm-hmm. uh i remember getting neil out and i won't use the language but if you can get i, I could back i'm gonna back in and that one that one neil's that one, neil's uh quote so yeah uh Pop Stuart Popler, one's got Bob mm-hmm. Uh Chris Donia. He, he Chris Dunn before he come to play for South Wingfield, which uh which he he never admits to, but I, I did. I mean, I, I've never played at the highest level. I, I think I think Division Two, Three, probably the highest I ever got to. So what um, what division
1: are you playing in this year?
0: I'm I'm 13 vice captain, so I was playing seven. I I did go down to play in the force last year because Nick, who's done a great job with our went away and uh, I went and captained him for a, for the last five, four or five matches and, yeah. and then when Nick came back he took over basically to just really help us get up because we, he'd done such a good job and it just sent hard to uh, chuck it all away just for the fact that because Nick's got a couple of lads who play and, and his mate who were on holiday so right. we just we just walked through actually and, and, and managed to get second so yeah we're good. Good stuff.
3: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
3: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stumps, bumps, a bumps. It's a 49th year coming
1: up at South Wingfield. I've I've got to ask you this question. We're not far from South Wingfield here in South Normanton. You, you, you're as local as local gets. What's it about South Wingfield Cricket Club that's kept you there so long? I'm a South Wingfield lad. I've...
0: Uh, Born, bred, lived there? I, I, I moved to South Wingfield when I was six months old. I'm 63 now. Mm. I've had six houses and never moved a mile from cricket ground. I've had chances to play good to other clubs and, and very nearly left once, but that was all. It's not like it is now, where people tend to move. At one time, you you, was, with, you was at a club, yeah, and and you stayed there. But, yeah. you that, know, that's exactly what I was going to ask you next, actually,
1: because you've seen it literally all through those, let's just say, fifty years for round numbers. You've been a player, you've been a captain, a vice captain, you've been on committees. What do you see the difference in club cricket these days compared to, let's just say, twenty years ago, 20, 25 years? Where do you see the biggest differences?
0: expense really uh, obviously the higher that you get uh, you have to have an overseas or a paid player whether you're in agreements with it or whether you're not in agreements with it if they have one you've got to have one me personally I would love the fact that we could ever get to the thing where we don't have paid players yeah. but it'll never happen it won't happen mm-hmm. because everybody wants to be the best which is fair enough but uh, we're now in league one and for us to come Pete, or even consider stopping up. Yeah, we have to have a paid player, at least one paid player. I mean, some clubs are paying three or four players. Yeah, let's let's be honest. Yeah. Some clubs are playing three or four players. As chairman at South Wingfield, I totally disagree with that. I mean, I've obviously been because of my position of uh, uh, what I've got uh, uh, with the business and everything. I have never, ever paid a player personally at South Wingfield. Every every pound spent at South Wingfield is raised. Now, don't don't, don't get me wrong, I have raised tens of thousands of pounds for them. Personally, I have never, ever paid. Well, that's a lie. I am lying. (laughs) I once paid a lad's wages so the guy who owned the chip shop at the time could play. I paid fifteen quid to somebody to work a shift for to, him to cover the, the chip shop. Cover the chip shop pony, yeah, yeah. I did. I do remember that. That, that when I was captain. That'd be about nineteen eighty. So I probably were breaking some sort of law. I'm just days, wondering,
1: so. yeah, what what the exec committee of the DCCL would say about that these days. Well, you know, there's probably a rule somewhere around the line. Though, I, I probably
0: there? broke. I think I probably broke more rules than that. Yeah, I, I, I think there's one or two. I appeared is. a few different once or twice for yeah. disciplinary, but. I, I don't. I don't think they can go back
1: that far, to be quite honest. No, definitely, definitely. And, I'm, I'm, you know, see, so I'm with you on that, Andy. That you, you've got to pay from a certain level. There's no joy. We, we did a great interview uh, episode last year where we did Division Three captains did a pre-season, and it was fabulous that we had the captains of Etwall, Winsor our own club, and Mickelover Allot, all in Div Three, desperate to get out of Div Three, but none of us paid for players. Mm. And we all had exactly that same mentality that says until we have to, we don't want to. We want to rely on the lads who've come through the club, basically, because um, the lads who've come through the club are the ones who you know, have got us here in the first place, aren't they? So.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I mean, we uh, dif- we never paid a player until Division Two. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we got out of three, got into two, and. Uh, I mean, I can't even remember who we had now. We, we've had, we've had, and 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 a lot of the players that we had were were not really pros. Were more young lads from Oz yeah. or Pakistani lads who came over to ply their trade as as playing cricket. Which
1: I would call your traditional overseas professional. Yeah. Literally goes back to the Shane Warne turn up in Bristol back in there whenever it was. A playing a season there and in his own words, eating too many pies.
0: Mm, yeah. yeah,
1: and that's when he was a uh, he was a nobody, wasn't he, at the time? Mm,
0: um, yeah,
1: and you've yeah. had those sort of guys coming over.
0: Yeah, we had young, mainly young lads. I yeah. mean, I mean, we have. Don't get me wrong. Since then, we've had we've in fact we have in the lad the same lad backs coming back this year that we had a couple of years ago. Ahmed Bashir mm-hmm. is coming back. Uh, Ahmed went back to Pakistan. Uh, in fact, we had a, we, it, it was when we were trying to get promoted. Uh, was it we were trying to get? Promote, no, trying to stay up. I think Armoured. and he had to, he got recalled. Mm-hmm. He got recalled by the uh, fiasco in Pakistan, where all the overseas got recalled because of irregularities. Let's say, yeah. Uh, and he needed to. Uh, they needed to pull a few extra quid into the Pakistani PCB board, so they they bought the season forward a bit. Yeah. I'll be honest, I had a little bit of a swing because I knew Wazim can quite well and Wazim arranged for him to stay an extra an extra week, which helped us and uh, the lucky thing was we'd had Ian O'Brien at, played for us the year before and OB hadn't played for anybody that year so he was sort of still signed on with us so OB took over uh, so he, he helped us till the end of the season so yeah, so we, we were lucky that year, but We've had some smashing kids. I mean, we had we had a lad last year. He he he, um, he wasn't the best overseer we had, but he was he was a smashing kid, you know. And and good around the club. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have never i in in, in fifty years I've never known such an anorak. Uh he, he lived he lived at our he lived with me and my missus for a while uh-huh. for the last couple of months. And I used to get home from here, and he would be watching. He'd watch anything, anything to do with cricket. I got over and the TV were on, and. Obviously, with ladies, ladies' will call he he absolutely watched every single bit. He knew everything, yeah. and, you know, he he knew everything about the, the the pros that were playing in the Premier League and Division One in the Derby. He knew everything about where they come from, what the records were. Again, getting back to internet facts and figures, it's it's brilliant, I suppose. Now, yeah, know.
1: without a, without a shadow, definitely. So it's almost fifty years that you've been with South Wingfield, and you know. It's about Is it 20 plus years you've been here at Hows that Cricket now?
0: No, Hows At Cricket has been... I opened Mitchell Sports from this very room that we're in now. Yeah, uh, I was in the police, actually. In I was going to ask, what did you do before? Yeah, that? I was in the police. Mm-hmm. And in 1990, I left and set up Mitchell Sports, which, which I worked out of my garage at home yeah. for a year. Julie got pregnant with our first son, Liam. And we moved here... Uh, on a six month's rent <laughs> 31 mean, years <laughs> later we're still here but I now own it so I was it's going to say, been... I hope you're not paying rent all no, the not... time so we no we were rented it for about 10 years and then I got a letter saying that uh, I had to get out within two weeks because they were selling the place right not that the fact so I bought it basically mm-hmm. um, we were a sports shop general sports shop so we had everything football cricket a little bit of cricket because the older members who were listening I will remember Ian Walker, who mm-hmm. used to sell from his loft in Ripley. Yeah. Well, Ian was a friend of mine, and I always said that I would never rival him why ever he wanted to do it. Well, sadly, Ian, Ian got Parkinson's and decided to pack up. So once he packed up, I took the, the, the mantle on, if you like, and we swapped it from being a sports shop as soon as MacArthur Glen opened across here. Okay, yeah. Because within, you know, you, you can almost, just,
1: yeah, I was going to say, Rory McIlroy can probably use a golf ball that far. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, um, Nike, Adidas, Adidas, they all came on, who were supplying me to sell trainers. Yeah. Well, I couldn't compete with it. So we said, right, that's it, we'll go specialised. Yeah. And, and then we went down cricket. And of course, as a specialist shop, that's the only reason that we've we've survived. So when,
1: when did, what year was that when you went specialist?
0: I'd say that with specialists now, yeah, you're probably right, about 20, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I should not know that date, really. But I would say, yeah, 20 years. Well, what's changed in the
1: the cricketing retail landscapes? Because I'm, I'm like you, of an age that I can remember, we used to go to a place in Liverpool called Jack Sharp Sports. Mm. Um, Sharp's was the place because it was the, the sport. To be fair, they did do a lot of focus on cricket, um, which is what one of the reasons I used to go there anyway but you know, it's a completely different game today than what it was 20 years ago isn't it
0: Jack Shill, I believe that would taken over by a company called Taskers correct uh who were one of our early arrivals uh and Taskers have I think they, they have actually gone now um what's altered everything's altered mm. everything's altered number, uh, of br-
1: number of brands has altered massively yeah, yeah. I mean, back then, how many brands would you've had? You'd have had your Grey Nickels, your Stuart Surridge.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, uh, Gunnemore, can Tank, Uh SS. Yeah. At that time, the funny story that we used to relate to. We used to do um, football boots, and I used to sell hundreds of pair of a football boot called a Puma King. Yeah. And I can tell you now that price used to be sixty nine ninety nine, and I would sell literally hundreds when it came to that player who, who played for local dog and duck and spent sixty nine pound on a on a pair of football 14, boots yeah. played cricket. He used to come in to me and it were Mitch, what's the cheapest boot you've got? Uh, I don't want to spend a lot. And then we would our our boots in them days, the target price was twenty-nine ninety-nine. Wow. And there used to be mitre. We used to sell mitre cricket boots. Yeah. At twenty-nine ninety-nine and because I knew the rep quite well, and a lot of them were still made in Huddersfield, uh-huh. he used to get me seconds which had got a scratch on front <laughs> that we could sell at 19.99. But then footballers who, were, who, were, who would play 90 minutes in a 69.99 pair, but in eight hours they wanted to pay it 20 quid. So everything about crickets. I mean, if you went through that shop now, I, I could tell you a story about every piece of equipment that's mm-hmm. changed from a strap. Which was literally a piece of elastic and a and a and a box and a bit of cotton round and it. a bit of cotton your bits to a helmet that we're selling in there, which wasn't even available. We selling helmets in there at 180 pound with titanium uh, grills, etc., etc. We didn't even sell a helmet because right. helmets didn't people. You, yeah, you true. Were, yeah, you 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 were a, a wuss. You what your are on for? You know, and but. Best best legislation that ECB ever bought in in more ways than one because I got tipped off it was coming in and I bought every helmet <laughs> that, that was available in Britain at that time. Seriously, I bought every kid's helmet that every company had.
1: Let me guess, that was around the time you bought the building. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe about right. Profit could have bought it. I, yeah, I, yeah. I think you're right. It's it's one of the. I'm of an age that I didn't wear a helmet until four or five years ago, and that was just because of necessity, more than anything. Uh, before then just didn't do it but even in, in the league these days today you just see it's of an age where they just will not wear it full stop and yeah you
0: still see people do it nowadays uh, and they <laughs> the ridiculous thing. my own son my own son wears it. obviously they wear it all the helmet they play it but I remember one night having to rush him down to Derby DRI mm-hmm. because he'd had last five minutes in nets, next tennis helmet on top edge one straight into his tooth yeah. smashed his front tooth so you know It was the best thing that they they ever did, bringing that legislation in for kids.
1: Funny funny story I always like to mention with the kids is that we had a number of kids back at our club at Winslow a few years ago who had come to the game, let's say reasonably late. They were sort of 11, 12 years old before they came to the game. And yet they got used to wearing a helmet and they got used to putting the whole kit on when they were batting. And then one day I just happened to overhear a conversation about, have you got your box on? Um, I said, what do you mean have you got your box on? I oh, just make sure you've got a box on. I said, you're about to field. And it turned out that half our under-11s were going out with boxes on when they were fielding <laughs> as well. I said, where's that called? Oh, so-and-so got hit. Like, no, hang on, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get. But you just the mentality difference compared to, as you say, when we were inverted commas growing up, when you know, the thought of a, a decent pair of pads mm-hmm. back in the day was something, never mind. Um, we could, I can remember the rolled gloves.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we. I remember the one with the spikes on what we used to yes. buy when we were going in, and then it used to be a club bat, uh, sorry, a club bag. And if you were batting seven, eight, nine, the time you got down to that, the were, sweat were dripping off him. You you got a pink jock, uh, a, a pink uh, box. Yeah, with the odd pew still sticking out because you'd somebody been in before you. Uh, disgusting when you think about it. It but, is, isn't it? and it's
1: we we've. What we've noticed more and more over the past 10 years at the club is that there is an age where all of a sudden the kids and the juniors, they want their own. Oh. And it's, it's a wonderful position as a club, because it means you don't have to have as many club bags. But at the same time, you also know you've got them then as players. Mm. You know then that up to the age of seven, eight, nine, they're not really sure football, cricket, rugby. The moment they say to their mum and dad, I want that bat for Christmas, I want that helmet you know that they're really into it.
0: Well, obviously, it's funny you say that, because we do very, 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 very few club bags now. Yeah. Maybe a pub. If a pub's decided that they want to have a a Wednesday night match, they'll have a bag. Nobody has club bags anymore. It's all individual, which, again, obviously is very good for us. But, you know, you don't get people borrowing equipment and, and things like that. And... And it's it's funny you mention that about the boxers because my sister who who runs this with Gavin, my nephew, has only said to me last night, she rang me last night about something that had happened. And uh, she said, well, you know what? We should really write down all these comments that we've had (laughs) over the years for for things. Because we we had one on Saturday. We get a lot of grandmas and granddads coming in the granddad, I used to play in 1960 and yeah. I had a grey nickel, so I want him to have a grey nickel. I mean, he probably doesn't realise that there's this 20 other different brands. Yeah. But because they had but there were one on on Saturday and, and you're getting a lot of people, a lot of parents coming in who had never had anything to do with the cricket. So they get sent here by various coaches or various agencies that they've that we've got connections with. And they'll say, on Saturday, one came in and said, uh, well, we look. I think it was for a young girl, actually. I wasn't here, but we're looking for a bat. Uh, we're looking for a cricket bat. Uh, all we know, it's a Haribo size. A Haribo. Haribo. We thought, <laughs> you know, it, that's another one we like. We got the, the Haribo, the Haribo size, and indeed we know we've had. Do you have special elements for left-handers and and and, and various things that I, Sharon should have quoted better than me, but things that. Things that have been said over the years, it's
1: uh, it's quite amusing that that's what I'm saying. And and through your know your, your success that you've had here at Ozat, you've you've been very lucky to be able to support a number of people around the area, in particular, so a number of clubs, uh, some of the players at the Derbyshire, etc. So give us a sort of background of some of that stuff
0: that you've done there. Sponsorship. Yes. Um, I first got involved with Derbyshire about nineteen. Ninety-one, just after I'd started. I've, I've I've always been a supporter of Derbyshire. My first my first memories of going to watch Derbyshire was the nineteen sixty-nine. I think it was, uh, semi-final when we won at Chesterfield. Okay, uh, we beat I think it was Sussex in, in semi-final and mm-hmm. Tom Ay took six wickets. That's all I remember. But prior to the um, John Player series, what they used to have on on TV on mm-hmm. the forty overs, they started to show, it used to be, all the county sides played an international Cavaliers team on a Sunday, so there was 18 games during the summer, and BBC2 used to cover that, and the only game that got rained off that first time was Derbyshire, at Chesterfield, and it was actually shown on TV, and I was told at the time that me and my sister, my mum and dad used to take us and put it on bank at Chesterfield. We took it like a, a, a play tent, and we it showed us on TV, and people were like, oh, we saw you on TV, and it was like a miracle thing. They're not like Absolutely. not like today, where you know people have been on from. We were seen on TV, so that's that's my first memory going back to Derbyshire. But I got involved with um, sponsoring Derbyshire through a guy called um, Mike McNamee, really, uh, whose whose son plays at, down at uh, San Diego Neil yeah. still. He, he was the corporate uh, manager down at um, Derbyshire. Yeah. And really, I suppose, what I used to do, I used to supply the shop. That's how it started. We used to do all the polo shirts and that uh-huh. sort of thing. That's phased away now because obviously with the with the supplier of the kits, such as I think it's Samurai now, do their kits, Yeah, They do it all for them. Yeah. But I used to do all the polos and, and things like that. And us, I've done boots for the, for the players since then, really, and... and yeah, I suppose that's how we ever got involved, and I've I've been involved with over over forty different benefits, mm-hmm. either sponsoring them on committees, chairmans, or some sort of sponsorship. Yeah. So throughout, not just obviously Derbyshire, I actually think I was thinking about this the other day. I think because I I do collect I collect shirts, I'm a bit of a sadster as well. I do collect to players' shirts. So we've ever had dealings with, and I've got about two or three hundred of. Have actually worn shirts, and so the only club that I haven't got one of is Gloucestershire. I haven't okay. got Gloucestershire. Uh, so yeah, so that you know, I've been involved with with quite a lot of that, and of course through my involvement with cricket retail, I got introduced to a guy called Paul Pritchard. He used to be captain of Essex. Yeah. Paul Pritchard was the Gray Nichols representative. Uh, me and him got on very very well. Still today. Very close friend, and once Paul left, he went to work for the PCA, and that's when I got involved with the PCA, bought in that, and that up until COVID, that was a real major concern. COVID came along, and obviously the events didn't quite take place. Yeah, they lost revenue and, yeah. and things like that. And and to be fair to them, they now try to get that back. But I've been involved with them, chance to shine, Taverners... with. Been involved with more, really.
1: And it is absolutely bang on when you say COVID. They, they all, for the want of better way of putting this, had to go to sleep for oh, you know eighteen months. Um, but it is phenomenal to see in the last six to twelve months in particular how they're all popping their heads up. PCA done a phenomenal job in the last twelve months again. Taverners have been right out there all over the place again. Yeah,
0: you're right. Uh, yeah, uh, you're right. It's, it's it's all they've almost had to start from the beginning again. Yeah, yeah. And of course they. are clients, a lot of corporate people have been hit so bad, that spare dollar to spend on hospitality to support charities is not there.
1: It's very hard for them. You've supported some local clubs around here as well over the years, haven't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's very difficult, that is. uh, Because everyone wants a piece. Everybody, you know, I I try to be be right with people, but it's almost impossible to do it because... If I did it for one club, Mitch, you've done it for them, why don't you do it for us? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I actually have one, apart from South Wingfield, where obviously they give me a board, but I have one one other board, and that's Duffield, uh, because I'm, I'm a close friend, James Cocaine, who coaches down there, and John Fernhill are close friends of mine, uh, and we, we've done a little bit together business, so we, we, he, he has one at Wingfield, and I have one at Duffield, and that, that's how it, that's how it is, really. Yeah. I did a lot with Otbrook at one time. Um, Otbrook, uh, when they got to Lords, I did a lot of stuff for them. And and they repaid me by, actually, if I'm honest, I don't think I ever paid anything, but they did it as what I'd done for them as a bit of a thank you Mm -hmm. through Lindsay Lindsay Morgan. Um, So, yeah, yeah, we've done a bit. Uh, We tend to do it more for, again, I have to draw a line onto who I sponsor individually. Because I get, I could sponsor somebody every day. Last year, I think we had we had Tom Wood. We did Sarah, Sarah Glenn. Uh, at your place. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was actually we were actually sponsoring Sarah before she came to start Wigfield, mm-hmm. but And over the years, uh, Graham Welsh, Tom Lumley, uh, obviously Tony, Tony Palladino. Tony used it for a long, long time. Yeah. Fred used it in the Big Bash. Not for long, but he used it in the big batch. Um Who else used it? Yeah, we've, we've, had, we've had quite a few different players.
1: Yeah, t- tell us about your involvement with, you know, for those of you who don't know, um, with Wayne Madsen, because I know you, you're close to Wayne and a certain dinner that you put on in particular. Yeah. Tell us about that.
0: Oh, the one at Lord's, I presume. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, I, I again, I was just asked to go on a... A committee i wasn't the the chairman that year richard gerber was the was the chairman and um, me and richard gerber are, are chalk and cheese <laughs> uh and and the fair I, I tell you the story the first time i ever met him i thought i'm not going to get on with this guy uh and we became very good friends and it's quite funny really that if you don't know richard richard's an inspirational speaker mm-hmm. uh, a wonderful person to listen to I, i've got to say that uh so I went to this meeting and I, I put my cards on the table. Look, this is me. Come as muck. I can do this, I can do that, I can I can I've got contacts and we can do this. And anyway, like I say we got an house on fire and from a committee of about fourteen, I think it was, to start uh-huh. with. Wayne actually whittled it down. He didn't want a big committee. And we there was about five or six of us, I think, in the end. On this, and and I, I was quite a big noise. Rich was quite a big noise. Richard Salt who was at Brailsford. Yeah. Richard was a big noise. Uh, being being honest, we we sort of carried it through quite quite a lot. And um, when you have a when a benefit, you're allowed one event at Lords
1: on top of your local events. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You're only allowed to have them in your own county. If like this year, Luke Fletcher's got one at Nottinghamshire. Yep. Yeah. If Luke wants to come and do a game at Wink South, Wiganfield, he has to have permission from Derbyshire. So it has to be all done, and there's a because of the taxation purposes, there has to be a lot of uh, legislation in benefit, and 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 it's getting more and more. How long a benefit will go going forward because it's tax free? That's not gonna that's not gonna last forever. It's like in uh,
1: football, we don't see as many testimonials anymore, do no, we?
0: No, no, no. Whether you believe in tax, uh, uh, whether you believe in taxation, we don't. None of them believe in taxation. Whether you believe in benefits or not, it's an open book, and I, 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 I can see both sides of it. But the benefit system was set up for the guys who were just good county standard players who finished their career at, let's say, thirty-two. Yeah, and then hadn't got a clue what they were going to do. Didn't have
1: a coaching job to fall back on.
0: No, yeah. The beauty of it is now the PCA put on so many courses mm. and things to help these guys. To help with mel- mental health, which mm-hmm. is a massive, a, a massive problem in, in in cricket, as we all know. Uh, but Wayne Wayne had one, and uh, we, we we had a we had one at, we had a sixer side up at uh, Chatsworth, which was a good day. Mm-hmm. We had a, a few local dinners, and Wayne wanted to have one at Lords because it it's offered to you. It's an expensive thing to put on, but if you can if you can pitch it right, you can get it right. It's a money earner, absolutely. And we, we, we did this, um, this event, and um, I managed to get Goffey to do it for me, it because quite close to Darren. And, and, and Goffey came and did it for a, for a fee, for quite a, good, a cheap fee, i will say, for, uh, for Mads. And we also got uh, Nick Compton to help out with the interview of Darren and all that sort of thing. And I MC'd it. But the big secret of it was, Wayne's parents obviously live in South Africa. So uh, he's, he's, they they do follow the pod, by the way. Oh well, I'm sure they do. Yeah, Paddy, Paddy, and, and Paddy uh, follows
1: the pod both online and on social media. I can
0: imagine he does. Yeah, yeah, and I can imagine Kyla's mum and dad do as well. If if the truth known, uh, they they've just gone back actually. They have just gone back to South mm-hmm. Africa. So three of us, sort of, the three that I mentioned, to be quite honest, along with Kyla, said, "How brilliant would it be if we could actually get them over without way knowing?" Yeah. So we managed to organise that and we, we sorted it out between us and got managed to pay for him to come over and all that. And he knew nothing at all about it. Absolutely nothing at all about it. And what we decided to do was a little bit of a skit, really. This is your life type yeah. thing. Wayne is a mad Liverpool supporter. Yeah. Gervid, he got a good contact uh, to through Watford for Henderson. So Henderson did us a, a bit of a film mm-hmm. and we got... We, we we got some and Wayne's family it was all based on the old This is your life. They can't be here tonight but we've got a message blah blah blah. So we obviously we had mum and dad do a message and oh with a look to have been there, Wayne and what we did was the idea was I knew the girl who worked at Lord's so I'd arranged with her at a certain time she got to start kicking a door as if there was a scuffle outside. <laughs> so I, I stopped all proceedings. We were, during this and I and, and made out that I was sorting it out. You know, I, I went down. Look, I'm not having this. We've paid a lot of money for Lords and this is ridiculous. And and who are you anyway? What do you mean you need a ticket? Yeah, look, you've not got a ticket. You need a ticket to come in here. And of course, nobody else except for four of us were in on this. And everybody's everybody's <laughs> thinking what the hell's going on here. And Wayne, bless him. I was going to say,
1: him. what was Wayne thinking? Was if, he thinking well, what's happened to my benefits?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, if you ever look at if you ever look at Twitter. There is there is an actual video of it, and Wayne's face is absolutely brilliant because his wife Kyla taped it. And Wayne, I can tell what Wayne because Wayne's such a lovely bloke. He's he's there. Oh God, what's Mitch? He's kicking off. What's he doing? You know, and all this. And then, of course, said. I don't care if your name is Madison. We have to ticket, love. You're not coming in. <laughs> and of course, Mister and Missus Madison coming, and it it was it were a, it were a lovely moment. And
1: it is. It's a lovely video. If you haven't seen it, it we'll, we'll pick it out and we'll put it out on Twitter ourselves. Um, it's a cracking moment when he sees his parents walking yeah, in. It, it? It,
0: it, it was yeah. Honest, I'm going goose poop blue just remembering it because it, it was it was a, a lovely lovely night.
1: That's going to be something to beat, isn't it? Doing working with these guys. I
0: don't think you'll beat it i don't uh, think you can beat it because i mean you couldn't do it for, for a nicer bloke neither yeah uh and, and, it, so, and
1: it's great when we see him sign another contract he's going to be with us again at derbyshire for another couple of years
0: yeah i've told him to leave i've told him to leave over the years but he'll never leave he's too genuine and he, he won't he thinks too much of derbyshire he,
1: he and he loves he's part of the area mm. you know he's he, he's, he, he is to derbyshire what you are to South <laughs>
0: I've never heard anybody actually put me and Wayne Madsen in the same sentence, but uh, you ever pre- have, you ever bowled, have you ever bowled at him? Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know if I'm oh. I have or Oh, I don't know. I don't think I have. I don't think he could. I don't think he could. I don't think he could pick me to be quite honest. Oh, uh, there's a
1: challenge there for you, Wayne. we to have to uh, sort that out. <laughs> but that'd be nice one to sort out for your. You can have a benefit year in your fifties.
0: Well, it's funny you say that. It you are, it is a, it is on the cards to do something where. I'd like to do something for lack of benefit, but yeah. obviously not for the proceeds for me, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, maybe for mind or something like that, because I'm, yeah. very, I'm very, very... That would be a good one. I'm very, very mental health conscious, and I, I know what PCA have done for various players, and if you follow them, you can see... And I know, I know of many cases, which obviously I wouldn't comment on, sure. um, where they've helped... And I, I will go as far as say they've helped Derbyshire players, you know... It's brilliant.
1: Well, you you put on a game in your final year, and I'm sure if it's at South Wingfield or wherever, it'll be streamed at some point. I'll, well, you'll, we'll come and commentate for you.
0: Well, it's it, it it is it it is on the cards. I don't quite know what personalities I could pull, but I have got a little I have got a little pool that I think I could. You've get. got your little
1: black book, so you know. Let, <laughs> let's think of you know Goffy opening the bowling. At um, one end with Freddie opening the bowl. At the other end. Well, I don't think
0: you get Fred now because Fred's uh, unfortunately he's, he's too busy to do anything. And yeah. Still, Fred. I mean, I, I, I got to know Freddie quite well in 2006, and we, we we were flying around country in a helicopter and doing all great things like that. But like I say, Fred now is, is so busy. And like randomly ended just just turned up last last summer uh-huh. here, and he called me said. I I wasn't here, just walked in, didn't. It's Mitchin. Our I, I, core forgot his boots. They were playing for Lanx under 16s at Nottingham. Yeah. And they just got down here and realised that they forgot his cricket boots. So Fred had to come in and get a pair of boots for his son uh-huh. Stokesy. Stokesy called in one day on the way down to Nottingham. Uh, well, you are just off the M1. Yeah, <laughs> well, he, he, and, and he wanted five white um, grips. He only uses white grips. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, you're going to go to more? Nah, I don't like this. They don't do this particular one. And and it's, it, it's so random. It is so random. It's where, it's where
1: we start to think, what's the difference?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: we, we pick up a bat of the grips a grip, isn't it? You know, yeah, just yeah, it's how yeah. many grips you might have on. But they, they feel so different to these guys, mm. don't they? One,
0: one thing with these people, though, you know, that I, I've, I've got to know over the years, and, and don't don't get me wrong, I... I, I at one point in my life I find it quite difficult to handle it because I was with famous people quite a bit mm. and, and, and I thought, What what am I doing with you? I, I'm just a you know, a fat pie chucker from South Winfield and, and all these people around me I know a lot and, and it and it gets to you. But somebody told me a famous quote. Griff Griff told me this, Dave Griffiths told me this. That and I had this conversation with him and he said he was similar. Because Dave obviously meets with all these people and all that, and he said, "Although you look on them as a bit heroes and they're human beings, but Michael Alden summed it up beautiful." Michael Alden said today, "If we are just better at games than you are," and I thought, "What a brilliant quote!" And these people, you don't. Know, I've, I've I've met football in our previous, as I said earlier on, we 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 dealt with footballers and and, and people yeah, like that. Yeah. Cricketers are a different class. I I know I know hundreds of counties cricketers over the years. And I can honestly say if there's one percent that's either been stroppy or difficult. Yeah. They're just not. They're just totally top, great. top blokes. Um Marcus hm Absolute gent. Yeah. Absolute gent. Uh well tex just out of the blue. Because I've met him over the years. Mm-hmm. First through uh a golf game, actually, at, um, at Gordon Moore. And then we, we did a little bit with him uh, on, on a testimonial. And then, obviously, when he played for England, now when he's coached for England. And then I did the bike ride with him. Uh-huh. I did three bike rides with him in 13, 15, and, and 17, which were brilliant. We, 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 the first one was from Durham to Lords, mm-hmm. uh, And um, I I'm sort of like Joss Butler was on that. Joss Butler at that time was a young kid just playing with Somerset. Yeah. It was quite funny, actually, because he was, he was playing with Somerset and um, he was due to join Lancashire the following year. And we stopped at Lancashire on the way down. We actually stopped at the hotel on the ground one night. Yeah. And next morning, me and, me and Josh went for breakfast. And at that time, nobody really knew who what Butler was, just a nice lad from summer. And uh, he went for his second bacon cup. <laughs> And I always remember saying to him, this a, a woman who was serving him, you've had one. <laughs> so I said, that, that's obviously your catering manager for next year, sort yeah. of thing. And, and sort of like, of course, Joss has gone on from, from strength to strength. He's done all right. He's done. And again, lovely bloke. Absolute smashing chap. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Burstow. You know, just just good blokes. Just, it's very difficult to, to say... A bad one, really. And I mean Derbyshire lads, they're not England, they're not England players, but you know, 95 percent of them come in here and all, all smashing kids all all, all just right down to earth chaps. Absolutely, absolutely. Stumps, and bumps.
3: Super over
1: Okay Andy, for our super over, we like to ask each of our guests the same six questions and just simply ask for your quick answers, mate. So let's start with Andy, what's your favourite ground?
0: Uh, I think overall I'd have to go for Newlands. Good choice. Your favourite batter? Uh, England, I'd say Alistair Cook. Derbyshire, I'd say Wayne Madsen. And local, I suppose I'd have to say my son, really. Ah, That's good enough. Your favourite bowler? Uh, Again, international and Derbyshire, I'd go for Michael Oldham. And again... I enjoy watching my own son Kyle play. Brilliant.
1: Your favourite tipple?
0: I'd say a good pint of bitter or an IPA. Okay. Your favourite cricket tea item of choice? Well, there's quite a bit of a legend here on this. It's, it's got to be pork pie. I've had
1: plenty of pork pies over the years. So, and your final one is your sporting hero, cricket or otherwise?
0: Well, I, I did think about this one, and I'd, I think I'd have to I'd have to say three, and three different sports. I'd say. Football, Kevin Hector. Cricket, I think, Freddie. And uh, AP McCoy, racing.
1: Couldn't get much better than the Ledger McCoy, could you, sir? That's great, Andy. Thanks a lot.
3: Super over. Stumps, ups and a celebration coming up? Eat a hellishly good cake with that wow factor? Then speak to Helen at Hell's Kitchen Cupcake Shop. Hell's Kitchen. Supply cupcakes and other bakes for any occasion. Message Helen at Hell's Kitchen. Check in on Facebook. Hell's Kitchen. One L in hell. And it'll be one L of a cake for you. Hell's Kitchen Cupcake Shop. 07713 914 Any food allergies and requirements must be discussed before ordering your cakes.
1: You've been lucky enough because of the, the amount of time you've been involved in the game and and with the cricket retail side as well. You've, you've travelled literally to the four corners of the earth, haven't you, to, mm. to watch cricket and play cricket in some cases. Apart from the, the obvious ones. I mean, yeah, we, talk, we all talk about Newlands. We all talk about Sydney Cricket Ground, you know, these big ones. Yeah, give gives a flavour of somewhere that you've been where you've gone. Yeah, do you know what? That's a proper cricket ground somewhere overseas.
0: Oh, um, been to India a couple of times. Uh, uh, what was it called? I can't remember the name of the, the ground. What we went to now? It was, it was a strange one. I can't remember. I can't remember the name of it. But it was, it was not a major ground. That that was good. That was two thousand and that was two thousand and six. I think. Uh I think the funniest one probably was was Paul in South Africa. Yeah. We we were stopping down at Stellenbosch yeah. on the route, and England were due to play at a Paul Eleven on a Tuesday afternoon in a pre-test game, basically. Paul had got it was I would imagine it was more like a select Australia, sorry South African team that they would got together and, and, and England up. Well, we turned up at one thirty, and 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 there was there was about. 20, 20 people milling about. Uh, a guy were rolling it on the oldest roller that you've ever ever seen. Sat on this old roller, and uh, and some guy walked over to me and said, um, "I presume you've come to watch game, have you?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He said, "Well, we're not we're not playing it to, to not playing it now. It's too hot." Well, we are playing it, but we're not playing it till seven o'clock tonight. So if you want to come back about five, six, have a drink bar you know, England will be and it was like it like
1: it was like rocking up at a t local time. Like,
0: again, it like it like going it was like walking onto Wingfield's ground. No, no, they don't start till half past seven. Yeah, come back. We, so we just spent the afternoon in a winery spending about twenty quid and getting in, in, in quite merry, really. But my, I always remember that one where I can't remember who who would play, but rooted in play. And I remember Joe Root coming out with tea. Mm-hmm. He'd been and made a pot of tea and walked out with a tray of drinks. I've got a great photo of Rooty bringing out a, a, a tray of drinks, you know, England captain. And that's probably, again, going back to what I said earlier, the normality of it. I yeah. can't imagine Harry Kane or or or, or Harry, or, or Harry McGuire, you know, going and making a pot of tea and, and bringing it out for for, pe- for, for people 100%. who've to, to watch him.
1: Yeah, I think you know we're very lucky as we know that the the England fans who've travelled over the years have created a an incredibly good name for themselves travelling around the world as cricket fans, mm-hmm. and that has you know I always go back to um, the sprinkler back in mm-hmm. Australia and how the England players came up to the the, the crowd and you know, basically danced with them because t- they'd won the ashes. Yeah, I was there that day. Was yeah, that?
0: Yeah. I was I was on that. I was. There, I... That well, was Sydney, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah you, you just
1: yeah. can't you can't see that in. I don't think I've ever seen it in any other sport as, as close as that, um, which is very ironic when you think of the the size of these grounds in some cases and the noise that they hear. But they, they'll pick a voice out and they'll they'll always know where someone is and they'll mm. know where the England are fa- You'll always know where the England fans are, <laughs> um, which is just you know incredible for us. And I think it's lovely to see that we're actually now starting to see that with the England women's team as well. Mm. You know they're starting to get that following building around them. Um, because they're a great bunch of ladies. There's no two ways about it. Um, and you, you, you're involved. Obviously, you guys have had Sarah Glenn up at Wingfield last year. So. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. Sarah, Sarah joined us. Sarah joined us last year, and hopefully, she's staying with us this year. I'll be quite honest. I don't at this point. I don't know. I know Liam is a, a brother, uh, but Sarah's obviously uh, we had a bit of an issue last year because of of and it's been rectified now of actual availability of whether a lady professional is to be considered a cricket professional in the same as a man.
1: Like a Derbyshire player.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we actually had to go and get permission from the league to play Sarah in a second team game. I ain't going to get into the the, the rights and wrongs of women playing at a higher level and whether they deserve to or not. But I think that Common sense will will say that the the likes of Sarah shouldn't have to compete with let's say let's say Billy Godleman mm-hmm. as, as a different as a, kind of a different player. Billy played yeah. it, went to played it um, at Kimberley when he wasn't playing in yeah. the Knox League. Now, if Sarah played for Kimberley or or in the Knox team, she would have played it. Now, I think we all know that really. The standard is, is, is different. Yeah. I mean, there's no two ways about it. That's not wishing to sound any d- detriment to the women's game at all, but it is. Now, the, the, the good news is I have the understanding that, again, common sense has been showed this year, and I have been made aware that there is a directive. I don't know if it's become out officially yet or whether it's been mulled over, that ladies, professionals, are being considered... Different in standard, so they aren't having to compete for a place against a men's professional. Yeah,
1: and, and it's the same if you know Tom Wood turned out for Ticknell or for for or Wayne Madsen did a few times with Ticknell mm. Um, you know, with the utmost respect, yeah. it's a different ball game altogether, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, of course it is. Um, but we, we do know that we're very lucky to have the likes of Sarah in the league who can play up at div two, div one, and actually not just hold their own.
0: Sarah, Sarah actually played for our seconds last year and took three or four wickets. And she was she did play in the first team because when when this was all being uh, assessed, if, if to, to use a, a word, she was told that she could only play in our first team. Right. And we picked her to play yeah. in our first team, and she did all right. She did well. Mm. She did well. Uh, but whether to be fair to Sarah, Division One and the Premier is. The standard for her to play in is, it's questionable. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, as we've just said, it's two different games. Hey, listen, we're going to come to our final question, which we
1: ask all our guests shortly, Andy. But before I do that, just give us a flavour of where you see um, cricket, club cricket, and you know, cricket retailing for you as it is now. Um, where do you see it in the next sort of five to ten years? You, you've got more and more brands popping up when it comes to retailing and I'm sure that's made the landscape very very different for you mm-hmm. but at the same time club cricket is burgeoning from what we can see, That the league have had more entries than ever before again mm-hmm. uh, junior cricket as we said earlier is absolutely flying, um, if we keep 5-10% of these all stars and dynamos who are coming through that's great for club cricket going forwards are, are you positive in your thinking you know the next 5-10 years
0: there? Um, I think but the major, the major growth in, in uh, people playing is definitely girls. Definitely girls' cricket is growing. There's huge no doubt numbers, about huge numbers Huge um, I think there are the likes of Andy Mitchell's staying on. Probably not as old as me, but people are playing longer because they're fitter. Not in my case, but there are people <laughs> that are fitter. I think that we will see in the next 10 years, which, again, is a vote of contention... I think you'll find that leagues are getting cut down in overs. I honestly think that to keep young players, this isn't this isn't my ideal way. That it, I think we'll we'll see. As every club will know, the hardest thing to keep a kid is to convince him then to play 20 overs on a on a Wednesday night, then to play 46 on a Saturday. When I was a kid. There were no phones. There was nothing else to do. There was that. It was a pleasure to play. Now there's so many different things that these kids can be doing. Yeah. They're they they're a phone call from a mate away from walking away from cricket all yeah. the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a
0: lot more things to do. Commitment at cricket is my biggest beef. Yeah. I hate it, and I'm sure everybody at Southie blames me for it because when I was playing as a kid. You went on holiday on a Sunday, you you, you had one Saturday away, but you came back on the Friday. You went to to your family weddings, and that was it. Them other 16 weeks, you were committed. Now, as every club in in this county will tell you, if Why Not's Sunday, you'll have three going to Why Not Festival. You'll you'll have uh, oh someone someone will go uh, opening an envelope only they? they'll yeah. just drop out right. just for the sake of it. Oh, I can't play next week. You, you've taken six for six for twenty for us today. Yeah, yeah, but my mates having a party and I, I, I need to be there. So we get that. So I think that going forward, we will find that leagues are start dropping down over us. and I think it'll be. Let's use Derbyshire. I'm not saying this will happen in Derbyshire. I don't know. I think that there'll be leagues that actually go from the kids playing on a Wednesday's 20 to playing 20 on a Sorry. Saturday. And I think that their matches will start round about four o'clock. So they finish at seven o'clock. So that club life after can be kept. Yeah. Now, how deep that goes or how much you dig into that, if we've got 10 leagues, how much that digs, it's 40 overs already at the moment from division 10 to six, seven, seven, seven is it? Seven, yeah. Yeah. How much longer they can keep that going, fair. in my opinion, is it is the better. Yeah. But I can honestly see that, that that's how I think it'll go. Mm. Now, personally, I hope I'm wrong, but I think it'll come where we haven't got no players. Mm. We, you know, uh, the, the, but I can't play I, can, I play. I play 20 because I'm going out with a mate at one o'clock, but I can be back for four. Yeah, And if it's whether it's right or whether it's wrong. I, I I do feel that that'll happen.
1: Well, we'll have this recorded for posterity in many years, Andy, and we'll look back on that. Um, and I don't think there's many of our listeners who would disagree that the things are going to change. Mm. The question is at what pace they change, at what level they change. And I think the, the one thing that we would all agree with, uh, both yourself and all of our listeners, is as long as cricket's being played is a good thing. But we want to see all forms of cricket as much as possible, don't we? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I, I'd hate to think along the lines of, by the time you go down the route you just talked about, you then have to go all the way through the pyramid and start to say how safe is Test matches? Because it does work its all the way through, doesn't it? At some point, yeah,
0: it'll, 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 it'll cut. I mean, he, he, you, you know what? You know what? The likes of Andrew Strauss is trying to do. He's trying to cut down county cricket already, and that, mm-hmm. that sort of that. So they are trying to... I, I personally, I suppose, I'm a traditionalist, so I don't want it. I don't want to see it. Hey, nothing wrong with being a traditionalist. And let's,
1: let's point out that we're very lucky to have one of the best coaches in the world at Derbyshire, who's very clearly stated in the past few months, once again, mm. there's nothing wrong with county cricket in England. It's just the schedule. He is an absolute avid fan of what we do to bring kids through from literally all-stars through to test cricket in this country.
0: If you don't have county championships, you don't have tests. Exactly. Exactly.
1: I think that's a great place to leave it there, Andy. But we have got our final question that we need to ask. and it's. Um, but I'm going to give you an open, open, clean sheet of paper for yours. So we're going to run our six-a-side competition this summer. So you've, you've been asked to enter a team into the Stumps, Oomps and Beer Pumps six-a-side competition. And we want you to put together your perfect six-a-side team. Any six players, doesn't matter whether they play for South Wingfield... Derbyshire, England, West Indies—doesn't matter. We want your perfect six-a-side team: two batters, two bowlers, an all-rounder, and a wicketkeeper. So, first question I have to ask is: Are you in it? No,
0: I—I will be coach.
1: Okay, we like that. Well,
0: I will be beer monitor. I'll say beer monitor. Beer monitor. Okay. Yeah, but, uh,
1: okay. If you're beer monitor, who's
0: coaching? Um, Freddie is a day. Not now because he drinks green tea. Yeah. But, uh, Fred in Fred, Fred his A-Day. OK, so uh, go on then. So Who, who's your two batters? I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I I'm not saying that this is perfect, but this this is, this is, so to my six, that a little bit of personal interest and, 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 and a, a bit of friendship. Yeah. Uh, and also the fact that they're all very, very good players. So I've gone in, uh, international... Professional rather than local players. Absolutely, yeah, no problem. If I had to put a six aside together of people I like playing with and people that I've enjoyed it playing with, it'd be completely different from this. But let's start with your two batters, Alex Ayles. uh Alex Hales, or unfortunately, he's from Nottinghamshire. Yeah. Um, as uh, would definitely be in there. Yeah. Great, great player. This is where I'm going to cheat, cheat a little bit. Go on. Because I'm going to have Johnny Burstow as a batter. Not wrong with that. We've had, we've had this
1: going on before.
0: I think Johnny's a great player. Yeah. Uh And uh, I'd have him in there. Your two bowlers? With two bowlers? There would, would be two bowlers that nobody else would pick. Interesting. Shane Warne. I'd have Shane Warne opening the bowling. Mm-hmm. And I'd have an old Derbyshire man called Mike Hendrick. I'd have Endo in there because Endo was one of the first... Limited over bowlers that knew what he was doing.
1: Specialist almost.
0: Specialist. He, he was. A, he was not only a test cricketer. Abs- yeah, totally. He, he was the man that could bowl uh, eight overs for Derbyshire in a forty over match, and come away with sixteen runs off it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you could open the bowling for a few overs, put him in the middle, and bowl at the end.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Like that. You're all rounder. Uh, I'm going to go for Ben. Ben Stokes. Mm-hmm. Finally, then, the wicketkeeper keeper. You've got Johnny Burstow batting, so who's going to be your wicketkeeper
0: I'd love to say Chris Dunn now, now just to mention, but it, I just, that's just to get him a mention. Uh, Joss Butler. I've gone for Joss because, again, he's, he's a great player. And he's a really nice lad as well. And, but and obviously, it's,
1: uh, Johnny and Josh could basically flip the gloves between them if they want to, can't they?
0: Well, yeah. If one gets a, if one gets an injury, I thought that as well. I, I, that that was one of my considerations. Okay,
1: so let, let, let's sum that up. You got Alex Hales and Johnny Burst as your two batters. Mike Hendrick and Shane Warren as your two bowlers. We like having a spinner actually in the team. Uh, ben Stokes as your all-rounder and wicketkeeper
0: will be Josh Butler.
1: Correct.
0: That's not a bad team. It, do you? No, I've played in, i I'll go back to, it, played in a six-a-side. I once organised a six-a-side, an Old Cricket Club, put a six-a-side team in. It was the best players round here, and they got beat by basically a pub side because the, the lads then played it properly. Yeah, They just, uh, Neil Sparrow played, Carl Parkin played, who was a good player at Ena, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then, yeah. went, then went to to and they, they had a top side, but just on that day, I think Riddings won it, It actually won the tournament. But it was a it, a, a, a team, they put a team in called Derrick and the Despons. I always remember <laughs> it, and they were just local lads who, uh, and honestly, it, 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 it wouldn't happen today, because of, of, of how people see cricket play. Mm-hmm. But they come in, no cares whatsoever, and, and, and it was quite funny.
1: Hey, listen, Andy, that's a great place to leave it. Yeah, we're, we're all about club cricket on the podcast, uh, and that sums up what we think club cricket's all about, just getting a, you know, a bunch of lads together who could do that. So it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. Thanks for getting the, giving us the time before you uh, end off away somewhere else again, once again. So uh, look forward to seeing you during the season and uh, we'll get this out for you very shortly. Thank you very much. Cheers,
0: Enjoyed
1: man. it. <laughs> Stumps,
3: that was fantastic, Andy. That was that was a superb interview. Uh, well done, Liver. Brilliant, Andy. That was. I'm quite. I was quite surprised. I, d- I obviously don't know a great deal about Andy Mitchell myself. I've never. But 50 years coming up to his 50th year and, and over 30 years playing, I think, is impressive. So I thought fair play, and he's, he's still going. He's still playing. He's still going strong. Um, does obviously does a lot for the club and does a lot for, for for local cricket as well. Really. So yeah, brilliant. So yeah, fantastic. Obviously, we are. Our own Rich Marcer was, was the last podcast. It's, we've had some good reviews from that. People have enjoyed the masters podcast. Um, and if you've not listened to it, don't forget to have a little backtrack. And uh, Livo was on Simon Hughes, the analyst, as well, wasn't he, Neil? He yeah, was... he was
2: on uh, Pumping the Stumps podcast and a few county cricket stuff in a bit club cricket anecdotes. Yeah, so have a listen to that. That's on uh,
3: the analyst, Simon Hughes's pod. Livo there is talking about ourselves and... Have a listen if you've
2: not heard it. We've got a few good ones coming up though, Neil, haven't we? Yeah, next one off the old taxi rank is Sam Connors from Derbyshire. How uh, he coming about playing cricket and what he's up to and his training methods. That's
3: a good listen. Sam. So, yeah, keep your eye out for the next one. Sam, obviously, and after this one, uh, Sam Connors, again, like Neil says, from Derbyshire. So that's pretty much all we've got time for. Until next time.
2: Ciao, brethren. <laughs>
0: <laughs> stump, 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 stump.
3: So that's all we've got time for for this edition of Stumps, Umps, and Beer Pumps. Thank you to our special guest today. If you know someone at your club that wishes to come and have a chat with us and talk about your club, then please email us on stumps, Umps, and beer Pumps at gmail.com. Also, please like and subscribe and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, any stories or any funny anecdotes, then please again email us on stumps, Umps, and beer Pumps at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our tour around club cricket life. So please join us again for more of the same. Thank you very much for listening. This is Stumps, Sumps, and Beer Pumps. So until next time, there's your one for the over. Stumps,
2: Sumps, and Beer Pumps. Sports Social Podcast Network.